On today's pod, we're going to be talking about how Venere is vegfluencing the world by acting as a web shop that anyone can buy vegetable boxes for families or with companies as CSR partners that can buy the boxes, which are then delivered through organisations which find the families that are in need. And then there are seasonal nutritional boxes sold B2B that companies can buy for their employees to eat sustainably and healthily. And that's how Venet is vegfluencing the world. In the hosting chair alongside me, David Goddard, is Finland's favourite Italian, Stefano Mosconi. Ciao, Stefano. Hello, David. Ciao, Emilia. And we're delighted to welcome onto the pod today our first ever guest from the social economy, Emilia Jarvinen, co-founder of the social impact startup Bener. Welcome, Emilia. Thank you. So great to be here discussing you with all those interesting topics today. Yeah, we've got a lot of really interesting topics I'm very excited about. But perhaps the starting point today could be your other hat which you were telling us about before we started on the show today as a work-life mindfulness trainer, certified business coach and race motivation profile coach. And I was just looking at your interests listed on LinkedIn and they're like a summary of the Nordic Leaders podcast conversations. Equality, compassion, awareness, happiness, creativity, trust, cooperation, inspiration, self-development, learning from others, purpose and motivation. Wow, it's a a fantastic (laughs) array of things that we could jump into, but maybe we could start with motivation. And what was your motivation for starting up Venier? So maybe the easiest way of telling our motivation is to telling how Venier was born. Since we're two sisters who founded Venner. My sister Tulia's background is in food retail and recipe development. And on her free time, she was actually helping people out via a small voluntary organization. And the amazing feedback from the families which she was helping really touched her and opened up her eyes on food poverty. She talked to me about her experiences and together we started thinking that this is something that really needed some change. I had background as working as social worker and I had been wanting to doing my own share for good and combining all my experiences. And so together we started thinking that this is something that really needed some change. And at first we thought Benner would be our side project. But very soon it revealed ourselves that it's actually bigger than us and how much our solution is needed. Children are in unequal position when it comes to food. Food insecurity or bad diets, it can be seen as a global epidemic that killed actually more than tobacco does. Low fruit and vegetable intake, it's among the top selected risk factors for global mortality. So... There are a lot of massive public health issues and we're not safe safe in Finland or in Western countries. Turku University just informed with a study that only 1% of young children eat enough vegetables and fruit. That's amazing. Sorry to to, to jump in on that, but 1%, is that in Finland, that study? Yeah, that's in Finland, 1%. And it said that otherwise only 14% had uh, good food quality and it's the study was among really young children 
from three to five daycare aged children. So this is actually very alarming. And when we know that how much good food, fruits, vegetables, how much they affect on our health, so then it's really alarming. And there are lots of things to do for that. I think that looking at prices of vegetables in Finland, that's not very surprising to me. One anecdote from my personal life the other day, my, my daughter, which is 10, came back home and said, Dad, Dad, you know that my classmates, they didn't know what a fennel is, thankfully, in Finnish. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, I had to explain them and I showed them the image on the Wikipedia because they didn't know what fennel was. And they know how to cook it, and because she likes a lot fennel, so yeah, uh, yeah. I was like, "That's uh, quite surprising for me." <laughs> yeah, it's f- funny, and actually, we hear feedback. Somebody might t- tell us they have never tasted a broccoli, or they didn't know what scale, or that kind of feedback. So we are really living in a world that it's actually very unequal towards food. I'd be really curious to know how do you measure the impact that you're having? So we are not only giving the families food, we are also equipping them with skills to cook nutritious food. So when the family receives our vendor nutrition box, then they also get recipes and and they are full of ingredients, healthy ingredients. So we actually pushed them to cook themselves with really easy to follow recipes. So we are using the questionnaire after a few weeks, a few months receiving dinner intervention. And we do have over 1,200 families use and feedback how, on how this intervention has affected them. Mm-hmm. Wow. And yeah, yeah, that's a lot of data, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So we have been giving out uh, 17,000 banner nutrition boxes here in Finland in three years. Wow. So it's a quite big impact. That and how do you select the families that receive this stuff? We have a cooperation with different charity organizations and foundations and, and also public sector. So there are the people that are working with the families and, and they are taking care that the, uh, these vendor boxes go to the mo- families that need it the most. So we don't set, do the selection ourselves. You have basically other these other uh, entities which are working for you in a way yes. in selecting yes. the families and they, they know the families themselves firsthand. Yes, yes. So a lot of cooperation with these other entities. But the indicators that we use are that uh, we ask if the uh, families have been learning new skills or changing of their eating habits, paying attention to the health of their daily diet, adding our recipes into a regular weekly use, eating more together as a family, cooking more together as a family. And of course, also we ask if they have more skills to acquire affordable and healthy food after our intervention. So we are also teaching the families that there is a healthy food that is affordable. If you go uh, and see the vegetable, vegetables, they are actually not that expensive here in Finland and or any, anywhere else when you know what are the affordable ones and how to combine, for example, plant-based proteins, 
they are very affordable. So when we uh, teach the families that there is a way of eating affordable and healthy, so they have been learning new skills and they have been changing their eating habits and paying attention to the health of their daily diet. And 65% of them said that they take our recipes into use. So then we know that they are actually really tasty. They are very easy to follow and you are always succeeding with them. So maybe that's the point that people take them into their use. And of course, most of our families eat uh, together already, but those who did not eat together, uh, 38% of them says that they do eat more as a family. And the people that didn't cook together before say that 40, 41% of them said that they cook more together as a family. So this is short-term um, uh, impact results that we are getting. But now we actually do have a chance to take a little longer term impact because we have been piloting with Espo City and uh, then our intervention was added to supporting housing and living skills services. And to this time, we could also add our concept to a service that was going on already and get feedback how it's supported. And besides the food education, our solution was really seen a great tool for observing the family's dynamics and, uh, and the discussions tool for around health, well-being, food choices, daily skills, this, and the social dynamics in the family and, and of course in society. So this is very, actually very interesting for us to see that it's, it could be used as a tool for also for another services that are helping the families that's adding on the service. And now we, on, on October, we can actually ask the families that what has happened after four months? How do they feel? What has changed? What the impact, impact is still left? So this is actually very interesting to us. And uh, this is something that we are waiting for to see. Wow. Would you say that the mission of, the, of Venner has changed? No, it's, it hasn't changed because our mission is that healthy food belongs to all. But we have been moving, we have been all the time understanding how needed our solution is and how impactful it is. And we are also developing it all the time, of course and thinking how about how to uh, how to scale scale up it even more and and now we're actually we have been uh, seen as a food aid but we are more as as a food education and and also we are a solution for companies if they want to take care of their um, employees well-being so and we have also a product for that, our seasonal nutrition box, which you can get to your employees and they learn to cook more veggies and vegetable foods. We also have a project with the Federation of Mother and Child Homes and Shelters and we're taking part in their daily group activities for families with babies. And they are cooking their vendor recipe weekly and every month the families get a vendor nutrition box to their home door. 
So we are studying this, the effects of the intervention, both in the changes in their food environment and also the family dynamics. So the study is supported by ITLA Found Children's Foundation and uh, the family dynamics are also studied by a re researcher of Tampere University. So this is a little bit different approach that we will also be getting to our social impact. And this is something that we are really, really uh, inspired. And of course, very, this is very interesting for us. And, and with every our recipe, we have uh, taken uh, into account the babies how they would eat their first meals out of the same recipes that their moms and fathers are preparing and with the finger food and the first tasties. So, so this is something that is very, very, very inspiring to us. They, they get fetch-fluenced very young. It's a great story. Uh, I think th those are the, when you think that uh, we should do something about this, then when you find out that somebody's actually doing something about this, it's, it's just great to hear. Great story and, and uh, Fantastic to hear. And, and for us, my, my family, it's, it's completely Italian. So for us, food, it's much more than just energy. It, it's a moment to, to be together. We, we cook a lot together, especially apple pies and all kinds of chocolate pies and all of that. So we love it. Me and my wife and my kids, cooking and eating is, is much more than energy. It's a moment to be together and, uh, and have fun and then also enjoy food because, of course, at the end of the day, you have to eat <laughs> what you cook. So very happy to hear that somebody's doing something about it and uh, because it's very important to us uh, as Italians. You know that food yeah. is more than food. Yeah, yeah, that's well said. It really is more than food. It's, it's actually a way of, uh, a way of actually also showing uh, your personality, how you are, who you are who you belong with, it's, it's a lot of do with identity. I was curious to ask you, what have you learned about your own identity in these three years? That it's very important for me to be doing some good in the world. It gives me energy, it gives me power. The learnings that I've had these years, it's also that I can overcome myself and again, and, and I'm loving about that. It's that I'm learning all the time new things, acquiring myself with new skills. And uh, this development of our company has been actually quite quick. So there are lots of things to do and do for the first time and, and taking care of my own energy. It's very important because I would like to dive into the work and there are lots of things to do and uh, but when you don't have time for yourself time for relaxation time for meditation uh, so meditating gives me uh, the power every day to connect with myself and to sit down and be quiet and actually when you do that it's it's easier to understand what's going on in your head. So it's actually something that it's really needed that you to get loaded, your energy loaded, doing some fun things. And then you have, have lots of power to do, do all the great stuff that you are here 
to do. I've been digging out statistics. I came across this one the other day that in the EU, the social economy now comprises 2.8 million enterprises and organisations, 13.5 million jobs and 8% of EU GDP. So it's a growing part and more increasingly influential part of the economy. You're obviously having an impact and it's interesting to hear is it, you're taking care of yourself yeah. and the impact it's having on you and your own energy levels. Yeah. What's, how does it feel like to be part of that story? How it's been that at first you were a mindfulness coach, so you were thinking about well-being at an individual yeah. level. Yeah. And then you're moving on to doing this at a local level, first of all, and then national, and now you're international. So how's it felt like to be part of that journey? I think natural. But yes, it's totally different form of impacting on the well-being. Being able to connect in a personal level is, of course, different. And one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching, you're very close to that person, usually for at least a couple of months. And you see the growth and you are very much on part of that person's growth journey. And as a mindfulness trainer, there is also a team of group of people that we share the sessions with. And you share the connection and presence in that very moment. So then it's, you get the feedback. It's very captivating and uh, inspiring to be there in that moment. But taking care of people's well-being that you don't use, you don't personally connect builds from a mission to help as many people as possible. And it, of course, needs a well-functional tool when you don't have uh, any connect to the person to be able to create insight or motivation to change. And you don't get the feedback of your work uh, the really same kind of way. And that's why the impact measurement is extremely important. So we know where to go and how to develop. And, and of course, the verbal feedback that families give us makes our work more real. So many of the stories that we hear really melts our heart and uh, gives us chills. So there are very uh, lovely stories that people have told us. But uh, when we're making the change through food, so everything has to be in place as we want the people to feel valued. It's the home delivery and the fresh, colorful ingredients and all the veggies and fruits that people are getting, but also easy to follow recipes that makes you always succeed. So it's a great feeling of being able to give the family your self-made food. And this is something we hear from our feedbacks and this is something that we really want to teach the families to do. When we started, with, we were only in Finnish metropolitan area with working with organization hope so they found the families for us and they were the ones that ensured that the help went to the families who needed it the most but when uh, corona uh, hit us we were actually had been uh, functioning over uh, about one and a half years and uh, we suddenly we were needed more than ever so we had actually a talk with itla foundation who understood that our solution would be great for the emergency 
with the vulnerable families, with children at and no daily school uh, meal. So ITLA took its partners, the federations and foundations, and we all combined our resources and together we created a campaign, Lunch for Every Child, and it went nationwide. So from Helsinki to Rovaniemi or to Joensu, Vasa, and so on. So we could actually help have families at that time in over 30 cities and its surroundings. And we reached approximately 20,000 children on that campaign. And that's when we could ramp our logistic functioning nationwide as well. Then we, it was the first time that we could actually help and affect on well-being of masses. And then also had a lot of different stakeholders as well. But going international, that's a totally different story, of course. So we have operations in UK, and this is something that we couldn't have done without Laura, our head of UK, Tulia, met Laura through a friend, uh, and the friend was insisting that they should meet. And they met, and Laura got in love with Venner, with our project, and saw the need for our work in UK as well. And the rest is history. So going national to international, it's of course a great shift. And the problems are, of course, very different. And they vary on the social culture. And of course, uh, as a company, when going abroad, you have to think about more negotiations, quite long with the partnerships. And it's not the easiest walk in the park. You have to think about your IPRs and, and stuff. It's, it sounds to me like you have so many different actors and agencies and organizations. You must have a very wide network. I'm curious to know what makes it work in such a diverse scene of different actors. We all value the equality in the world. So I think every everyone that we're working with is is very sustainable and wants to change in the world. The companies that are helping the families through us, we are working as a CSR partner to many of the companies. So I think they want to make the change also in the society. And uh, and I think that maybe just, I don't know, interaction skills are, of course, very important. It's, of course, very important to be able to show show the impact to be able to communicate them i, I think one one of the things which i picked up from before is that you're doing good through food which is something which again it connects so deeply with with our physical needs with our mental needs with our relation relationship needs being with family being healthy having the energy but, and, and then at the same time, I was hearing the stories that you just said that, you know, the moment that Corona hit and then families could not access the school food services, yeah. there was a, a dramatic shift in, in keeping the, the kids fed and, and healthy. And I was really struck by this concept. I didn't think that so many families would rely on that. Maybe it was like 
a right storm to be in, in a way, that you found yourself offering this service at the moment when it was so much needed. Yeah. And, and yeah. very happy to hear that again. You were there for these families, 20,000 kids nationwide. It's such a huge amount of kids. Yeah, it is. It is, and the people were uh, very, very afraid of, of the situation. And, and of course, there was a lot of people who couldn't go to their jobs or the kids were home and everybody was really confused what was going on back then. And then, of course, the food poverty at the same time, that you really didn't have any money and you felt that your children couldn't eat. So, yeah. We were really glad to be able to do, to be able to be helping here in that really bad situation. But so, how do you think that all of this can help the whole world? I don't think that you're just stopping to to Finland. You opened up briefly that you you are also going to UK or serving UK right now. Where's the limit? How can you help the whole world being a better? The whole world actually would need of course be of course change in their eating habits because because our world also needs it's not only the health issue it's only also the world's issue so we are actually so in finland first then uk and maybe somewhere else the next so as we're now talking about the future what are you optimistic about for the future the most optimistic is that we have the possibilities to make our society happier, healthier place. We are working that everyone should have access to a healthy food as we see it as human rights. And yeah, we're happy to be the influencing world because we're also developing uh, a bit uh, more our food education to be more scalable, maybe to go to the education platform but this is something that uh, still is modeling out yes it's something that we are really waiting to happen and uh, developing but what feedback has have you has touched you the most a depressed mom that said that she had not been cooking for a while and and it was too many many choices that they had has to be made every day and she was too tired but when she got our box and the recipe she said that, hey, somebody else has been thinking what to do. And then I just followed it. And I make this incredible meal, which my my children liked. And I actually had some honor, a friend of mine, to come to eat to my place. And I don't know when no, somebody else has been visiting our family for eating. And afterwards, she still helped her friend by giving some food to her as well. So it's a box with really healthy ingredients and recipes and uh, recipe videos uh, that you can follow. But still, it makes so much difference. Uh, you could never imagine that if somebody says that I haven't been cooking and now she's asking a friend over there, getting energy out of it, helping another. I'm, I'm mes mesmerized hearing these, these stories. It's really fascinating listening to you good stuff guys and i'm really happy that those pair of you met and i think that we had a really nice discussion there very yeah very good thank yeah. you and um have a nice afternoon and weekend hey you too it was great being here thank you